right back. Love Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances. But most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. Watching us on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're listening in on Blog Talk Radio, you can hear us at www.blogtalkradio forward slash the dash female dash solution. And you can call in and participate in this discussion at 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you're ready to speak. And we'll be right back to join our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and we're going to be bringing on our guest, Valerie Goodlow, film producer with a message. And we'll be right back after this quick break. So stick and stay. Don't stray away. We're coming right back with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and Valerie Goodlow's presentation of Before Your Time. We'll be right back, so stay with us.
I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Amen. Assalamu alaikum. Let us peace be unto you. The peace that only Almighty God can give. We welcome you once more to the airways of America and the Muslim Street for the broadcast of the female solution. Praise be to Almighty God, Allah, as I always to my co-host, Naima Latif, the executive director and producer of the female solution. I want to share with you some important public service announcements. Um, okay. as I we are back, and we're here with our co-host, Kareem. So I ask you, don't touch that dial. We'll be back in a while. God willing, inshallah. God's we'll peace be. be upon you. God's love be upon you. God's compassion be upon you. The one soul of humanity. May we let it be in thought and in action. On behalf of CWSC, Intelligentsia, the number one Islamic radio station in the nation, where your intellect is respected and with our protected, American Muslim 360 Bureau, the Model and Community National Resource Director, the Volunteer Human Resource Network, Scholarship, the Learning Lab, Ambassador, National Leadership Advisory Council, Internship, Leadership Development Council, the Think Tank, Strategic Family Institute, the bookstore. May we share completely humanity in spirit and in form from thought to action. God's peace, God's love, God's compassion. Assalamu alaikum. And we invite you to call in 360 family, and we're excited about today's show because we are uh, once again featuring a sister that we have introduced to our listening and viewing audience in the past, Valerie Goodlow, 
who is a documentarian, a filmmaker out of Los Angeles, is traveling the nation with her powerful documentary entitled Before Your Time. And she'll be joining us to talk about this. They're having a screening here in Chicago, and she'll be traveling to other cities, so we want her to definitely get ready to come to St. Louis and all the cities where our listeners have been expressing their heartfelt concern about what's happening with our young people. And so this film, Before Your Time, highlights the tragic loss of teen lives through violence. And it's made with the voices of those who are feeling the pain of their children having been taken before their time. And she's presenting this in the hopes of awakening the nation and changing policies and practices that lead to youth going to early grades. She's bringing this powerful story to Chicago tonight, Wednesday, August 9th, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to the Healthy Hub at 839 West 79th Street, where audience can meet and talk, enjoy food, and ponder the realities presented in this documentary film presentation. And it's entitled, Before Your Time. And we're going to see if we can play a clip of it. Uh, we may be able to do that during the show. So for those who want to listen uh, on our stations, uh, you can listen in uh, on Blog Talk Radio. Or if you want a visual uh, image, you can join me on Facebook or YouTube. On The Female Solution, you can go to Facebook and type in The Female Solution. And we hope to be able to bring you a short trailer of that film. One of the things that uh, struck me about Valerie Goodlow, the producer, is that she took a very painful situation happening in her family where her daughter had gotten involved in gangs and the whole scene with the drugs and the crime and all of that and turned her pain into power by using her film skills to tell the story of so many young people who get trapped in this lifestyle because of family dysfunction. And we know our show on Wednesday is all about repairing broken families. Broken families tend to open the door to a broken society where children find themselves abused and neglected and often mistreated by those who are supposed to be taking care of them. When families fall apart, children fall through the cracks and they fall to the streets. And the streets are like a an animal of prey waiting to devour them. So they get introduced to all of the self-destructive ways of trying to survive. And often this results in, in crime, violence, jail time, prison, more assault and abuse, mental illness, and so many things that cause this scourge to eke out into the streets of our cities and destroy our families, our elders, our children, 
our teenagers, and too many have been gone too soon. Lives snuffed out because of bad choices made because of lack of guidance. So we want to talk about that today because a lot of people are watching our youth with distress, but the only thing they can think of is how to give them more pain. Well, we need to bring back spankings. We need to bring back corporal punishment in schools. Well, we need to give them more jail time. We're looking at all the destructive things to do to our young people instead of healing the hurt inside of them that too often we created with our brokenness. So we want to talk about that today. So uh, after the 7.30 break, Valerie will be joining us. Uh, But before that time, we want to take a look at what are some of the causes of youth violence, drug trafficking, crime, the escalation of gangs, which are street organizations that come together as a means of survival because the family structures have fallen apart. And too often their means of survival are anti-society because they perceive the society as being against them. So you have waves of organized crime and preying upon those who can't defend themselves, such as the elderly. And when this happens, then we all end up living in fear. And those who are supposed to be performing public safety end up acting out of such paranoia that they end up abusing everybody, which leads to a more distressful society, and it doesn't solve the problem. It only creates a greater problem. So, Karine, you know, you have had some discussions, a lot of discussions with the men on our men-only discussions and looking at family situations, societal situations, uh, the economy, and all of the things that impact the ability of men and women to work together in raising children. And yet in these times, it seems to be such a greater challenge for couples to stay together for that task. And when we fall apart, our children fall to the streets. That's the pattern. That's what creates it. That's what escalates it. What do you think has happened in these last few decades that have made our children turn away and go astray and become so extremely violent? What are the things that are happening now that maybe didn't exist a couple of decades ago? The reason why this violence is so extreme and parents feel so helpless to stop it. Yes, ma'am. Uh, excellent question and a very critical uh, circumstance as you describe it and that we are ex- experiencing. You ask what happened, what occurred in the recent a decade that has spawned this cycle of violence, the destruction of the of family, um, uh, uh, and our inability to uh, 
to change that situation. Well, you know, communication is very important. Visualization is very important. Uh, What has happened is the entertainment industry has glorified, has glorified what they call street life, uh, thug life, Mm. uh, boys in the hood, uh, highlighted uh, crips in the blood, videos showing young men and women uh, brandishing firearms, the sale of drugs, and uh, the 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 uh, proceeds that come from the sale of drugs, they show people holding bundles of money, bundles of money, and uh, that has been glorified. That has been actually placed on what we call the silver screen. Mm-hmm. So this 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 has been a programming method that destroys our youth and the family, and the family. Uh, The opinion makers have shaped the thinking of of ourselves and our youth. They have glorified what they call gangland life, thug life. Consciously shaping our thinking and our behavior. Everyone wants to, to be a be a, a a member or part of what is fashioned as a as a popular popular culture. Popular culture, and popular culture has been presented in a very uh, coarse. Uh, disrespectful manner, a rebellion against authority, um, uh, and brutal violence. Uh, we they have displayed uh, items of luxury across the screen, luxurious cars, and. Uh, very expensive clothing and jewelry, they have gone beyond just a gold chain now. What is fashionable now is to have a large gold chain, diamond studded, diamond studded. And, mm. and, those that, right, and those that we call stars, stars. They are wearing this type of jewelry, and they are used as a model, as an inducement for the common person to seek to achieve these items of luxury. Somebody standing on the on Seventh uh, and Lenox Avenue, or Stony Island, or Goodfellow, and Martin Luther King here with very little education, but they desire 
those things that have been that have caught their vision and bedazzled them. And you and and your human worth, your your worth as a human being is tied to the possession of these things. So there are other ploys that have been utilized also. We are a product of social engineering. Of social engineering, the institutions in this country withheld admittance, admittance of people of color in institutions that are that that allowed one to earn a decent living wage, a decent living wage. They have been held out of that union organizing. That union organizing was designed to keep desirables out of certain trades. Mm. And now the, the organized union movement is so weak now. Now that we can join, now it's almost done away with. So the earning of power of male in the home has been drastically uh, under assault, and a man feels a sense of, of of loss, a sense of worthlessness, if he is not able to provide the necessities for his wife and his children. He falls into to well, some some men they fall into to uh, the oppression and despair. And they leave the home, and they form gangs in the streets. And the children follow that, that they, they follow in those footsteps also. So there are many factors that have led to this violence and death among our youth. I just read an article here in St. Louis uh, that we have lost two young children to gun violence. Not because some, and in some cases it's stray bullets, but in, but in some cases it is because the owner of that weapon have not properly secured, secured that weapon, have left it just laying around fully loaded. One young boy accidentally shot himself in the face and died. Oh my. His father's very yeah, his father's very distraught. Well you left the gun in your truck, man. You left the gun in your truck and your son. How old was his son? Six years old. Oh no. So there is some accountability that we must take too. There is some responsibility that we must take to protect our young people, our youth. But at the same time, you, you know, I know we tell our children, cut that mess off. Don't be sitting there looking at that all day long. It doesn't <laughs> matter. They, they, they go elsewhere. Right. They are, are forming our minds and our thinking and our behavior. And we are committing uh, 
ethnic side killing each other due to the visions that have been placed before us, the desire to be a part of, a part of the streets. You aren't hip unless you have spent time in prison. That, that, That used to be a position of shame. The family did not want other families to know. The prisoner didn't want anyone to know. He just came home and said he visited his grandparents down south. But now, it's, it's, they brag about it. They brag about it. It's not a position of shame. Now, it's somewhat of a badge of honor to have served time in a penitentiary and in a penitentiary. And penitentiaries now are nothing no more than a huge, insane asylum. Mm. They come out worse. They come out worse than they did before entering. So I don't, you know, I don't, don't, uh, well, we do what we do. We have to do what we do. Display the best conduct in front of them. Give them the best advice that we can. And, and let them know it is abnormal for a parent to have to bury a child. That is yeah. abnormal. The parent is never the same after that. So we try to reach them with words of encouragement, and with our behavior also. This has to end. It has to stop. But I have given a few reasons of why we're seeing the death of our children. We're, we are witnessing the death of a community if we truly look at it homogenistically. That's what we're seeing. So, these movies that have been made, look, they've even got, they're even idolizing people that was in the, in the drug business and took that money and parlayed it into the entertainment industry. Oh, yeah. And they are held up as heroes. Yes. They're held up as heroes and sheroes. But where did he get his start? Oh, he was a big baller. He was selling death to his people. He was selling death to his people. Much, and that comes, that comes with being willing to take a life. If you're not willing to cold-bloodedly take a life, then you, you, then you, you should not be in that business. So we are, our children have become hardened at heart because they want what has been dangled before their eyes. The, the family structures, the cohesion has broke down. Daddy is a shack. Look, I, for, I, I hope women hear me. We don't feel good about not being able 
to maintain our wives and our children. That is a natural part of our human nature. And it affects us horribly. And some men just leave. Just don't want to witness that. I'm just saying, these are not general statements, but they're happening too much. The numbers are too great. We love our children. But when you are held back from resources, from sustenance, to truly maintain, provide, and protect your family, that's a horrible situation for us as men to have to deal with. So I encourage us men, don't just walk away. With every fiber within your being, Seek a means of earning a lawful income, a lawful income that will help in the maintenance of our families. You don't have to resort to drug sales. You don't have to resort to being hit men. If our children see men in lawful, prestigious businesses in our communities, then Inshallah, God willing, that will be an example for them. So there's so much. This is a, a huge problem, and there are so many tributaries leading to and coming from out of what we are describing this morning. So we truly, you know, we, we, we feel bad for our children. They are the ones that are losing. Yes. They're uh, the ones that are losing. Yeah. Yes. And, and we are losing our children. We are losing our future, our children. And it's not all our fault. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, let me say that. But we do bear some responsibility as men. Absolutely. Yes, we do. To turn well, the situation around. Yes. Well, we're going to definitely work to turn it around. we got to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to talk to film producer Valerie Goodlow and talk about her documentary, Before, Our Time, Before Your Time. Uh, one of the things that you said, um, Other Kareem, is that when a parent buries a child, their life is never the same. And that is what so many parents are expressing. Before Your Time, An Unprepared Journey is the title of this documentary. And we're going to be right back with our guest, Valerie Goodlow. And if you're in and around the Chicagoland area, we want you to come and see this documentary. It's going to be screened this evening here in Chicago. And we want you to come on out from 5 to 7 p.m. so that you can participate in this discussion and we can begin the process of healing. We'll be right back after this quick break, and we want you all to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in just a moment, so stay with us. Tune in to Sofa Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. 
Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach, and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Purpose Healing, where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibration. Shalom. And we will be right back in just one moment with our co-host and our guest. And we invite you all to join in the conversation at 515-605-9325 and press 1 when you're ready to speak. And we'll be gladly open your mic and get your thoughts. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. And watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show, I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim 360 family. And, of course, if you want to join our conversation, you can give us a call at 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891. And press 1. Unmuted. 
And we've got a caller on the line already, 312632. We're coming to you in a little while. But first, we want to bring on our guest, dear sister and a powerful film producer, Sister Valerie Goodlow, presenting Before Your Time. Thank you so much for joining us today on The Female Solution. Uh, awesome, Lincoln, my sister. How you doing? Well, Lincoln, so long, sis. I'm so glad to hear your voice. I can always count on you. Good Lord. Yes, yes. You're here with our co-host, Kareem and me. Well, you know, we're excited to see this presentation. And again, for those who in and around the Chicagoland area, we want you to join us this evening from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Healthy Hub at 839 West 79th Street. And that is tonight, Wednesday, August 9th. We're pulling up on the screen uh, the flyer here for those who are watching us on our Facebook page, The Female Solution, or our YouTube channel, The Female Solution. And we certainly want this to be a discussion that brings about healing. But let me ask you, first of all, what was your motivation for creating this film, and what is the message you hope to impart as people watch these stories? Well, I initially had done a film uh, called Gang Girl, A Mother's Journey to Save Her Daughter. That was, uh, it was a seven-year journey, and we finished that film. And it was about my daughter, who was a gang member. And one of the things that I was always worried about, I was always worried about her uh, maybe maybe being murdered or killed, um, you know, by, the, by, by a gun, by gun violence or gang violence. But I was also just as fearful as that my daughter would take somebody else's life, that I would put somebody's mother, uh, somebody's family into that state of never being able to recover. So I decided in, uh, in 2016 to do another film that would be on the other end. It would be really uh, focusing on families, and communities that lost their children to gun and gang violence and how that trauma and grief, uh, even though it may be 10, 15, 20 years, some of the families uh, are still in a state of trauma as if the the, the crime had happened the day before. And so I thought it was really important because in today's world, it's like um, it's multiplied, quadruplied, and everything else in regards to this violence. And what what do we see? We see broken families, uh, even uh, as we've uh, been showing the film, because uh, this is our fourth episode that will be showing tonight. Um, you could ask everybody in that room, and there's usually about 75 to 100 people in the room, and all of them have close-hand, um, I guess, I, I wouldn't call it knowledge, but... Uh, you know, close hand. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm cooking too. Close hand. Have they had experience? In other words, they know somebody closely that has been killed by gun and gang violence. Not just yeah. uh, somebody across the street, somebody they just heard on the news, somebody that's in their family, somebody that they hang around with, someone that they're a part of has died 
and has mm-hmm. been murdered by gun and gang violence. So uh, this has been a seven-year um, taking of the film, and in this we have interviews from families, mothers that have lost their children, fathers that have lost their children, brothers and sisters that have lost their siblings. Uh, we uh, have interviews uh, with the whole community to include outreach, to include uh, uh, doctors, uh, trauma doctors, people that are uh, sociologists and psychologists that work with trauma and foreign and trauma victims. Um, just uh, we wanted to get, get the whole story on how this bullet travels through a community. And so uh, it's basically finished. I mean, there's some post-production stuff that needs to be done, you know, but uh, the story is there. And um, the first episode aired about three weeks ago, and this is our fourth episode. And it was just too much to put into a film. Uh, We were trying to see how we could put seven years worth of information into a one and a half or two hour film and it just couldn't be done. So uh, we decided to do a docu-series and I cut it to eight episodes. It really could have probably went 10, but that would have just been too much. So um, we're uh, doing an eight series episode, eight episode series. I'm sorry. So there are eight uh, episodes in this series. And yeah. how how long is each episode? Uh, you uh, probably around an hour. Some may uh, go a little over an hour, maybe an hour and two minutes, hour and eight minutes, um, hour. Uh, but they're close to an hour. And those mm. and that's editing it down. I mean, it it was important for me to make sure that each person that spoke was able to tell their full story and not just be a sound bite or something that was unfinished. So each parent was able to finish their story, uh, finish their feelings and how they felt and how they still feel uh, being a survivor of, a, of, of, of gun violence. Yes, I was thinking of, because, of, you know, every now and then, like, PBS may do a, a, a film series, a docu-series, um, sometimes they've been maybe, you know, five days long or over several periods or over several weeks, you know. So this sounds like something that could possibly adapt it to that format because I, I definitely think it's something that needs to be shown where the general public, the entire nation needs to see it and feel the impact of these parents' lives. What was what was a, a, a constant theme that you found in these families that experienced gun violence? Was it uh, perhaps the economic situation? Was it perhaps a family situation? Or was there was there no consistent pattern at all? It just seemed like it happened randomly. What what did you observe as you interviewed well, these people? Well, there was a couple of things. If we're going to talk about the victim, or if we're going to talk about the perpetrator, uh, the victim uh, w- w- could be anybody. It could be a, a family that has two parents in a household uh, that uh, has a decent salary that are working, and their children are on their way to college, or it could be another family who's struggling. Uh, whose children were just walking to school and something happened. So there's no real pattern on who 
is murdered. Anybody could be murdered. Uh, uh, just walking to school, going into the grocery store, just doing anything. So there was really no, I would say, a basic person that you would look at that was a victim of the violence. But if you were talking about someone who maybe was a perpetrator of the violence, then you might see some similarities in regards to those uh, that are shooters or carjackers or ones that are committing these crimes. And you look at the, in today's world, it used to be maybe uh, 16 to 24, uh, then it turned to 14 to 24. Now uh, the average age, as they say, jumping off the porch is 9 or 10 years old. Uh, so you have to wonder, okay, what's happening with a 9 or 10-year-old child that they feel that they need to pick up a gun and murder somebody or carjack somebody or do some violent act? And if you look at, I'll say, the uh, tender years of a child, which is really 1 through 12, you'll find that those are the formative years. And so whatever that happened in those 12 years, the 10 years of that child's life, to me must have been so horrific that um, I don't even feel that they thought that they had a choice to go out and shoot. I felt that that maybe that was their only solution was to go do what they did. And so, you know, you you almost hate to say uh, it's the parent's fault, uh, but being a parent of a girl who was in a gang, uh, being a and then I'm I'm gonna qualify myself being a parent that had three sets of kids, three different babies' fathers, uh, who was on, I was on welfare, you know, went with uh, had baby fathers who was in prison and other things that I I, I qualify kind of like to talk about what I'm gonna talk about, and one of the things that we have to do uh, as parents is take responsibility for our children. We might say, well, I you know I can't control my child. Uh, and then if you can't control your child, then you need to get help. If you can't get that help, uh, then you're going to be rest assured something is going to da- drastically happen in your child's life that's going to be detrimental to the community and also in long term to yourself because you're going to be the one who's going to prison, uh, visiting your child who's in jail, no chance of parole, will be there forever, and you're bringing them a box of cookies when maybe there should have mm. been some things done prior to that box of cookies. So. Um, I think that we have to, as parents, have to find solutions and ways to, uh, to, if you know your child is coming inside and he's smelling like weed, he got a BMW parked outside, uh, he got a bullet in the back of his pants cause you, and, he, and it's a gun, and he's bringing in a color TV and he's 12 years old, you've got to know something ain't right with that picture. So when you <laughs> see that picture, there's something that you should do. There's some drastic step that you should take. And, you know, unfortunately, um, those steps are being taken, I think, because our, our, our parents in today's world are young parents, that information was not passed down, and I'll blame myself for that. You know, instead of me really passing out real good information for my children, I might have been smoking weed with them. I might have been sending them to the store to go buy me some alcohol. You know, I might have uh, was cussing and doing things and having different uh, people in the house uh, that every time my daughter, my children would get used to one person, I was bringing in another person, you know. So I have, to, so I look at what I did in my past life, and so I got to know that some of those behaviors are with other parents. But so what do we do about that? We have to not give up on our parents that are, are, are struggling like that. We have to find solutions. And unfortunately, in today's world, uh, there's a lot of money that goes to outreach, you know, that goes on to the back end, but not, nobody 
and no program that I've talked to yet wants to work with the parents and the children simultaneously. They want to work with the kids, um, but they don't want to work with the parents because they feel the parents are too far gone. And I don't believe that. I do not believe our parents are too far gone. I've had screenings of Gang Girl, and I've asked, would you be willing to be a part of a program that would, would that would bridge a gap between you and your child and all of them raise their hands? But unfortunately, there's no organizations that really want to take on that task. Mm, that means it's something we have to create. But we've got a caller on the line I'm going to bring on. And uh, if you have a caller on your switchboard, please let us know. Again, if you want to speak to our guest, Valerie Goodlow, producer of the film Before Your Time, then give us a call, 515-605-9325 or 515-605-9891, and press 1 so that the host can open your microphone. So let's go to the phone line and go to area code 312-632, Grand Rising, and As- this is up to our listening audience, and give us I'm your uh, question. Admiral Nelson Bay. <laughs> And uh, yes, the sister, bless her heart, uh, bless her heart, sister. Um, we just need the right information, and we need to be in the right environment. And that's a human right. And um, laws are changing due to our understanding uh, laws of nature and of nature's God. Thomas Jefferson in his Declaration of Independence uses that very language. Uh, He was probably a 33rd degree Scottish Rite Freemason, which would make him a Shriner. A lot of people see my red fez wearing every day. Uh, Half of them presume that I'm a Shriner, and I don't initially disabuse them of that presumption that I'm a Shriner. I'm a member of the Morris Science Temple of America. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Illinois Unity Temple number 23, a card-carrying member, and I shall always be that. And I'm happy mm-hmm. to hear of your story, and I wish the very best for you and yours. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much Bye. for calling, and we hope that you uh, come to the, the film screening this evening as, as well, which, again, yes, I is... Tonight's one is uh, is really from the youth, so much. Uh, and it's called The Children's Heads Are Always on a Swivel. So, and I think everybody kind of knows what that means. When you walk out your house, oh, you, looking around. you have to yeah. have your head, huh? Yeah, always got to be you looking walk. around. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. And so just know that if you're walk, looking around, that your children have to do the same thing. And it's unfair that a child has to has to um, have their head on a swivel, that they can't sit on their front porch, that they can't uh, go to the park. Those things are debilitating, and also uh, they cause damage to our children. Yeah, you know, that, that's really, when I think of not having a childhood where you can relax and be a child, that's kind of horrible. Because it I is, remember... Having a childhood, you know, I, I remember feeling safe as a child, and and to not feel that you can 
sit on your front porch or ride your bicycle or walk down the street in the evening and enjoy the 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 twilight, you know, and just feel safe. That has got to be the worst thing. How does a child ever enjoy childhood when there's no childhood because there's always fear of pain and death? They don't. It's so it's so we could we could say that okay, well they get to play their games, uh, they get to uh, you know they get to watch TV, they get to get on the internet. That'll take the place. It does not. It does not take the place of physical exercise, being able to smell flowers, being able to enjoy sunshine, being able to walk to the store with your friends and buy a bag of candy. All those things are supposed to be done in the formative years of each child walking on the face of this earth. So when you have children, and there's, there's some on the, uh, that are going to be interviewed tonight that have never walked to the store, they have never sat on their front porch, they have never done any of the normal things that children are supposed to have. So what kind of damage is being done to those children? What happens to those children that, 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 whose parents are doing the right thing? They're protecting their child, but they are not developing in the areas where they need to develop. They don't have the correct social skills. They don't know how to interact really physically with other people because of the fear and, and, and uh, the unknowing of what may happen if you just speak to somebody. You can't even speak to somebody here. You speak to somebody, you may get shot. Sure there's, no, there's no in-between ground. Everything is one to ten. Hey, how you doing? What you want, sucker? And then there you are getting shot. There's no, oh, uh, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. There's none of that. So, I, so there has to be some sort of way that we learn how to be speak to each other, how to be nice to each other, and those are the things, too, that are part of what's out here. I mean, road rage kills a lot of people here in Chicago. Stepping on somebody's foot kills a lot of people. I mean, there, I mean, you, you, you can say the wrong thing, and you may be dead. So that, 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 to me, is a number one thing that has to happen. We have to learn how to figure out how do we be nice to each other. I'm not understanding why everybody's so damn mad. Wow. There's poor people all you over the world. That, you know, I agree with really... Go ahead. Wow. Yes, I read an article of this morning from out of Berkeley, Missouri. A young man held a, held a, a door open at a, a gas station and this woman passed through the door. He became upset with her because she didn't say thank you. Oh, wow. And he he threatened to kill her. He pulled his gun out on her. Crazy. And threatened to kill her because she didn't say thank you. Wow. Uh, you know, we, have, we want to get in front of the violence. We're yeah. attacking it in its midst, but we have to try to get in front of it. How to, exactly. how to behave more civil and conflict resolution. And it's all yeah. right to be human. It does not demean you to display the best of yourself exactly. and share it with another human being. 
you mentioned that there are homes with two apparent nice income, uh, but what we don't know is are our children witnessing domestic violence? Right. Where you you see that yes, parents violently engage with each other. All those things happen. And let me say this, and this is very disturbing. If you look at the uh, what's happening with our children, you'll if you ask a girl who's maybe twelve years old, most likely eighty percent she's been sexually molested. If you're talking to our boys. They won't say it as readily, but they have been molested as well. They're being sexually molested, physically molested, spiritually molested, and emotionally molested. And so here you have a child that's been called names, who's been raped, uh, been um, uh, witnessing all kind of behavior, and then they walk outside that house. I mean, so so, so there's many, many different things. A lot of times people don't want to talk about these things. You stick your head in the sand. Well, who is she to say all that shit? Use my language. I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for a long time. I work in the JTDC with girls and boys, and I've been doing this for, for a long time. And I take surveys of every group that I work with, and most of them have been molested. Most of them have been physically abused. Most of them have been, been talked to outside of their name called everything but their name. So when you have a, a, a demographic of youth that are out there that is like that and no help, no solution because, it, I mean, because you want to stick your head in the sand, then don't expect it to end. The violence will not maybe go down maybe two or three people. But if you expect drastic stuff, you have to say drastic changes. And that, I mean, that's not just within the household, but then there's also other things that need to happen, too, community-wise in regards to the police, uh, community involvement, uh, and things like that that also need to happen in regards to making a safe community. You know, I, I have a thing going throughout the film, and it's called NOIC. Most of the parents have uh, uh, cases are NOIC, no one in custody, absolutely nobody in custody for 80% even probably higher of the ones whose youth were murdered. So these kids who are not caught, who are out there again, probably going to commit another murder, you might as well say that they're serial killers. So here they are. Mm-hmm. They kill more than three people. That's exactly what they are. And you can't say that they're not because they are damaged. You can't say that they're not because most of them are probably a, a, a sociopath, which is behavior that, 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 that we know what that is. I didn't say psychopath. I said sociopath whose path was built because of the society and the households that they live in. These children weren't born that way. They were made that way. And we have to start taking responsibility for what in the heck we made. We made this. We made it. So unless we're willing to change it, it ain't changing. It is not going to stop. Now, that's, wow. that's my prediction. That's fact, yes. We got to take another break you know, and we're going to take some more calls. Um, yeah, I have a caller here on the AM 360 line. Right, we'll, 
Okay, we'll go to the AM360 switchboard and take the next call after this quick break. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1. When you're ready to speak, we'll open your mic and get your thoughts. We're talking to filmmaker Valerie Goodlow, and she's here in Chicago with her documentary series, Before Your Time, An Unprepared Journey. And she'll be... Here in Chicago tonight at the Healthy Hub at 839 West 79th Street. For those who live in Chicago, you know uh, that 839 West is like right near Halsted. So the Healthy Hub, 839 West 79th Street tonight uh, from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. We want to come and... Enjoy some food, have some conversation, but really think about what has to happen in order to change this situation. We made this mess, and we have to clean it up. So we'll be right back after this quick break. We want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in just a moment, so stay with us. Sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters. Let me try that again. Okay. Inviting women to walk in the light 
So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. So see you on the second Saturday on The Neighborship of Joy. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. We are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our special guest today is Valerie Goodlow, who is the producer of the documentary series, Before Your Time. And if you've just joined us, of course, we want you, if you're in and around the Chicagoland area, to come and be a part of the audience in this documentary series and the next uh, showing course is tonight here at uh, the Healthy Hub at 839 West 79th Street and that is in Chicago here from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and audience will get an opportunity to meet, talk, enjoy food and and ponder the realities presented in this documentary film presentation We need to create solutions because we made this mess, and so we have to clean it up. So, of course, you know, Valerie, you made some very powerful observations in terms of the patterns of behavior. And lately, I have talked to a number of young people. As a matter of fact, I've been in the process of, of editing a book that's soon to come out. A, a recent guest that we had on the show, and she tells a horrific story of abuse uh, in foster care, abuse by those who are supposed to be in the religious community, abuse by family members, and yes, the untold story, the untold story in a lot of our families is abuse. There's a lot of sexual assault happening, both male and female children, a lot of physical violence, 
horrific things happening in the home. And, and like our sister said, it has nothing to do with income. Because you can have the of the perfect family, two parents in the home, an income that provides a nice physical environment, a nice house, well-manicured lawn. You can have all the physical trappings of right. perfection. And yet right. there are horrible instances of abuse happening inside the walls of that home that's destroying the children. This is why exactly. we see we see a lot of crazy things happening, and, and you know you'll see a nice suburban family, and then one of the children goes off and does this mass shooting, and everybody's like, "But they were such a nice family, and and they were quiet, and and you know I, I don't understand how this could have happened." Well, you don't know what's happening in that home. Just because just because they got a nice house and keep their lawn trimmed and and drive a nice car does not mean they are emotionally well. And and so what, what, what you're saying about that? You're saying some really right stuff, and and this is where um, you'll see, and this is what maybe um, I see out here that everybody that the solution is to give everybody a job. You give a shooter a job, and he don't get the weekends off. He may kill you. Jobs is not the solution. <laughs> If you were to ask anyone, and I've asked, and you'll see it in the film throughout the whole thing, none of them, not one kid says it's because they ain't got no money. Now, one mm. child says because they, that they are in a food desert. Now, one child don't have says, I've been, huh? So none of them are what? saying I'm killing people because I don't have money. That's not that's no, not the reason. Because, because no, because because half of them is out there selling drugs and they got enough money. They don't want no job at McDonald's. They don't want a job uh, 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 going back and forth where they got to be restricted and have to work on weekends and holidays. Are, are you crazy? No. So so if we keep looking for that as a solution, we could and then we can go in to say, well, they've been. Uh, and I'm not look. We have suffered from atrocities for 400 years. Mm-hmm. We have post-traumatic stress syndrome, post-traumatic stress syndrome, syndrome, and two that I've added, present traumatic stress syndrome and perpetual traumatic stress syndrome. We have many Ooh. different kinds of stress and syndromes going through our lives on a regular basis. Those are the things that have to be dealt with. We can deal with the past and, 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 and talk about maybe how it was being a slave. Or right now, what do we talk about? Do we do go to the immediate thing and try to find out why are you molesting your child? What can you do to stop it? What can we do to ensure that our children mm. are, are, are getting the right things that they need? I, I, I just left the place. These kids are in high school, and they don't even know how to write their name. So they've taken handwriting out of the school. Those handwriting is something that it, it, it connects the neurons in the brain when you formulate letters to attach to each other. They've taken those things out. If a kid gets to see, it's okay. I mean, so there, there's so many different things that we need to be dealing with in regards to our children that ain't got nothing to do with no money. Most of, Most parents right now, and I'm in, uh, I could say I was included. I got food stamps. I got Section 8. I got all those things. And I know that it really, I could, I could find a way to the grocery store. 
So it ain't got nothing to do with no grocery store. It ain't got nothing to do with me being able to go get my hair done and my nails done. Those are the things. So we can't say we ain't got no money. That's why our children are doing the things that they're doing. They all got on Jordan. You walk down the street and you see a child walking around with ain't got on a $200 pair of shoes. Now, I, don't, mm. I think it's great if you can get your kids a $200 pair of shoes. That's wonderful. But don't say when they kill somebody that they, that they, that they did it because they ain't got no money. Or that they in a food Let, Let's talk about mm. really what's going on. Let's start solving some of these problems. And, you know, and I might get a whole lot of flack for what I'm saying, but I'm only saying things that I know because I can base it on my lifestyle and my parenting when I was raising my children. I'm not going off in those mm. uh, psychiatrists saying, yeah, I don't went to school for eight years, and, and I'm telling you some information that I read in a book. This is this, this is uh, – Valerie Walker through the hood stuff, being in the hood. I'm a roundaway girl. Mm-hmm. I've been through all kind of living situations. So I know what happens when our children are not put in correct uh, things. And so my, even I, I have a nonprofit organization, Women in Need of Discovering on Worth, and I've developed several curriculums for mothers and daughters, for fathers and daughters, uh, for youth, great aspirations for boys, uh, when life plan for girls. Uh, MySpace, it talks about sexuality and in regards to your safe space, dads and daughters, the relationship the father has needs to have with their daughter. I got a bunch of curriculums, but trying to get mm. to buy into those curriculums is real difficult. They don't want to buy into anything that's going to attach the parent and the youth. And until we do that, until we can change the dynamics between the parents and their children, it's not going to get no better. Uh, Unless now, unless we are able to totally remove the children from the household and put them into a fantasy-like situation where they have all the things that they need psychologically, mentally, spiritually, and all that to get that child well. Now, if we ain't got that and we ain't laying to uh, uh, put money into places like that, take our kids out of this state, maybe move them to another state or something like that where they could get a full regimen of things that are needed, then we're going to have to, we're going to, have to take a, a responsibility ourselves and say, you know what, let me get my ass up instead of laying up in this damn bed and let me make sure that I got my, my child's uh, um, phone number and where he's going when he leaves the house. Maybe I need to maybe give mm. him a curfew. Maybe I need to make sure that my kids have food in the morning. Maybe I need to get up instead of me giving my children my responsibilities on changing my child's diapers, that I get up and change my own child's diapers. Those are the things Ooh. that we got to do. Now, Ooh. you can be mad at me or not. I'm at a point I don't even really care. I'm at a point in my age limit <laughs> that if no one ever talks to me again in life, I'm good. <laughs> well, somebody got to tell the truth. Now, before we take this caller on the AM360 line, I got a question because this is, this is the thing. This is that 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 hidden secret that too many families will not discuss. And almost every family, there's somebody in there that's a molester, and everybody knows it, but nobody will speak yep. of it. And this is somebody who will molest and destroy all the children. Now it gets to be said, well, you know, don't 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 be around Uncle Willie. You know what I'm saying? Everybody right. knows that you don't really have this person around the children, but when they molest somebody, nobody will speak about it, and if a child says something, no one will acknowledge it. They'll try to act like the child is lying, and this is happening in every family, 
And this is the yep. underlying anger that I, I'm discovering in yep, so many exactly. people. Exactly. And for sure. How do we how do we bring that to light and why is that happening? Where is the sexual dysfunction being generated from that keeps manifesting in our families? And it, it, well, I, it, it, it's, it's becoming worse because we won't address it. What are your thoughts on this? Well, here's what I think. Here's what I think even in regards to that. I think that with, with molestation, that's something that's, that, that, that's passed down from one uh, generation to the next. It's not just something that just, that just happened uh, um, in regards to all, all of a sudden there's somebody here who is a molester. What happens is to women... We need to vet our men. We need to vet who we're bringing into this house. Most of us women have a man that's come from prison. Okay, that's fine. Mm. I've done the same thing myself. But did you make sure that he wasn't in jail for rape? Did you make sure he wasn't in jail for molestation? Did you make sure did you make sure that he wasn't in jail for domestic violence? Did you make sure that he wasn't in jail for some violent crime that's perpetrated towards another human being? If you haven't done that and you brought him into your house, then the chances of molestation are high. So mm. we have to start women. We want to move our men in real quick. By two weeks, we lay down with him. We knock boots and all that. And, 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 and we ain't chose him because of his, his, his great personality. We're we looking at what's in his pants. And let's let's get some of that. I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna. And you see movies where they hitting it from behind. You don't know where they putting anything. So you don't. So so these are the things that us women have to start paying attention to. Our girls are going down and having oral sex on boys at 10 and 11 years old. So you got to know mm. that if a girl goes down on a boy at 10, 11 years old, that girl is totally. He'll never marry her. He'll never, he'll never be with her on a regular basis because once she's done that, she's shown him that she's done it with other men, other boys. We have to start paying attention to what we're doing in our lives in order to change the dynamics of our household. We have to, we have to stop doing things that, that, that's not just subjected to one person but things that we're doing with multiple people. I mean, we're, wow. we're, we're, we're putting physicality ahead of everything else in regards to relationships. We ain't looking at to see if the guy has a job. We're not looking to see how he acts around my children. We're not looking to see uh, if he picks up behind himself or, or, or uh, uh, any of those things. But I'm going to tell you that men do. I interviewed some men. And men make sure that when they get with somebody, if they do certain things, they'll never marry him. They won't bring their children around the women if there's certain things going on in that household. So we have to start taking control of how we put ourselves out there. We cannot continue to do those same things if we want to have well children. I have, you know, the, the, I mean, I know many people that are sitting on their front porch and smoking weed, talking shit in front of their kids, got a little girl maybe sitting on the porch and listening to all those things and uh, seeing their mother going into the room, you know, and kids see everything. They do. see everything. They 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 know exactly what's going on. So if you You got got the boyfriend spend the night, they see it. And I'm not not trying to blast mothers. All I'm trying to do are fathers. What I'm saying to do is, okay, let's, let's change some of this. You know, we have the opportunity and the ability to do it. 
if we don't, the violence ain't ended. If we don't, our, our, our children will continue to be damaged. If we don't, uh, then don't expect nothing good uh, to come out at the end of the day. You're lucky. You're blessed. If you can walk, if you can have uh, three or four children and don't none of them have some of the effects of some of the things that we, we just talked about. Yes. Oh, well, you know that 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 is that is a reality. Well, let's take that caller, uh, Karina, that's on your switchboard. Go right ahead. Okay. Error code three. Error code two one three nine two five. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Welcome to the Female Solution. Error code two one three nine two five. Take your phone off of mute. Okay, name. I believe they have stepped away from their phone. All right, we I'm will not try getting a response. All right, well, maybe we can test come uh, back you, to them in a moment. Let me check yes, my screen. You, you know, uh, yeah, Valerie mentioned something that's very important, and I have advocated this for quite a while now. You know, we can have a a family, and individuals can get lost in that group dynamic. Parents should establish a personal relationship with each child, with each member of their a personal relationship. Well, that's what should happen. Uh, whereby, yeah, it's not just a blanket rule. Blanket do's and don'ts. How much time do we spend with our individual children and establish a close relationship of trust with them? That way that child is not hesitant to report when something uh, errant has approached them. They have the confidence of sharing that with that parent due to the personal relationship. And one um, one more thing, and I'll stop. We threaten each other with physical violence, with physical assault. In front of if the children. Do such and such all the time. Yeah. I'm going to this and I'm going to, and no, we threaten them too. Oh, yo, definitely. Threaten the children and carry it out. Yes. Yeah. Violence. Yes, with, as a way of yes, as a way with, of control, with, and we think that's healthy. Yes. We think that's correct because because we were abused. Like she was saying, it's, it's it's generational. The slave beating, stripping a child of all their clothing, and then and then then whipping them with a whip or a switch or a belt. That's that slave beating. That's traumatizing. That's not only physical assault. That's sexual assault when someone makes you take off your clothes to beat you, and that's common in our families and we pass it down as if it's normal behavior and we don't know the trauma that we created we just created that killer that murderer that assaulter we we created that we did that in our household and how many of us yeah. experienced that no. we got a couple of calls yeah, on the right now. yes ma'am go ahead please uh, let me take you. I'll take you in this order: eight one five six 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 and seven seven three eight two seven. So hold on. Uh, 
I'm going to go first to 815-667. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience and give us your question or comment for our guest, Valerie Goodlow. Go right ahead. Good morning. This is uh, Prince Kofi James. My family gave me that, the Prince. I didn't, I didn't name that up. They called me the Prince, so I, I'm going with it. Oh, we, we just got all kind of people calling it. We got an admiral, and now we got a Prince. Go right ahead. <laughs> no, they 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 named they, they named me that because my grandfather was the uh uh head bishop over all of Northern California in nineteen fifty eight. He brought all the ministers all over the country together and he created over two hundred okay. churches in California. So I'm his grandson, right. I look just like him. But uh I I didn't I grew up like that seeing the um the trauma. Uh Exactly, was taught in church, not just on the plantation. The the verse called "Spare the rod, spoil the child." That means if I don't if I don't put, if I don't put my hands on you, you're going to be spoiled. And, and that's and that's a word that a lot of black folks say. Oh, he's just spoiled. He's just spoiled. Well, that's that's exactly what you're supposed to do with a child. You're supposed to love on him, love on her. Uh, but I want to say this uh, during, during my research about the dysfunction of family that you see right now. Yeah, I just playing music in the background. I need to, to that's not check where that's coming from. I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing, some, I'm hearing some music in the background. We need to make sure that's that. my husband, so I gotta close the door. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> the yeah. Not the jazz music, this, but we can't hear the talk. <laughs> this is eye-opening. This is eye-opening, and I, I, this is a court situation. When a black woman is having a baby in the hospital, she chooses to go to the hospital. Once that baby comes out to the world, there's a nurse that's assigned to approach her with an affidavit, and she'll ask the mother, well, how are you going to pay for the pregnancy? And who's going to help you take care of this child? Do you have a, 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 a you know, the father is going to help you? Or you can sign right here and you'll receive benefits. We'll give you milk. We'll help mm-hmm. you out for as long as you, you know, for, for, for the next 18 I, I, years. I have six children okay. and no one ever came sister. to me with that. No one yeah, ever I was about to, to say, I, didn't, I don't know if that's what, something I ain't never, I, I have six children. This is what, no, listen, I'm I have saying, this, this, this is, well, well you, you probably paid for your pregnancy. I didn't pay for nothing. Well, I, was, I, I, I didn't pay for any, I didn't pay for any. My delivery. No one ever came to me and told me that. No one ever well, came to me and I mean, they, they did try to tell me the, 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 the formula, but they didn't this offer is, to pay for anything. This is the option of why we are in this situation right now. This is the biggest issue of, of how, how we treat our children. They are slaves. These kids with the mothers, no, no father, that's a slave. She's not going to treat that child nice. I'm hustling you for some money. Sit your butt down. Well, I will agree with some of that. You don't need your father. Sit your butt down. I'm telling you, this is a perspective. I went through it. I know what I'm talking about. And all of these men out here who are who are addicted to dope and all this other kind of uh, 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 drugs, 
I've asked them. I've asked over 100 of them. Brother, why do you chase us every day? Why? You know what they told me? I have nothing to live for. I said, why? My girlfriend took my children, so I have nothing to live for, so I just waste my life away. All of them have said the same thing to me. Every 10 out of 10 have said, I have nothing to live for because this woman strategized and, 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 and got these kids that don't want to be in my life. The system, however, but, whatever it happens, I can't see my kids, so I have no life. And I agree. I agree that women, mm. uh, if you're going to lay down with someone and you're going to have that baby, that baby needs to be able to have his father or her father in their life. Just because they don't want to be with you no more doesn't mean that they shouldn't have a relationship with their children. And I do believe that if more men had access to their children uh, that don't have access because the mother's mad at the father just based on uh, her not him not wanting to be with her any longer, that if, if, if she took that out of the equation and looked at I want my child to be whole, I want my child to be uh, able to have a father and learn the things that a child needs from a father, then then those things would be different. And I agree Absolutely. because even Absolutely. in the programs twenty years even in the programs that I even in the programs that I developed, the thing is is that the parent the parent, the two parents have to come to a yeah, common cool ground if they want to see that yeah. child to be successful. If you I want a know, successful child, is, then you have to have successful parents. At least deep, they absolutely. Let me say this real quick. 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 A woman will go out and seek a man to have sex just to have a baby, just to get some money. I've heard that. If people have asked me, they haven't got you yet. A woman will go lay down with many men as she could just to get a baby, to get some funds, some assistance. <laughs> if the hustle is deep, it's not going to change. Well, stuff. you know, until uh, a, a woman or a man, until the men change. It's not on the woman no more. It's the well, men. Yeah, Stop yeah. laying down and giving your feet away. It's the men. It's not the woman. It's the men. It's us. We give up our feet freely, not knowing what's, what, what, what's at stake. Thanks. We definitely both have to change. We got to take a break, but you know, Kubi, I don't, I don't know. Having had a child, I don't know if it's worth doing that just to get some money. <laughs> yeah, I, I say mean, that, that right there. You can't have a child. There's, there's easier ways to get some money. If somebody's want to make some money, I don't know if that's the incentive. But I do know, I, I do agree that the system of uh, of child welfare has been destructive and it's encouraging the breakup of families when you pay a woman to not be married, but then if a man wants to step in and marry her, you say, well, we can't help you financially. Right, that right, right. You're right. You're right. That's a problem. So, that's, but that's only, and, and, that's and you're only the only ethnic group that has happened to. That's you only with other, other ethnic groups. Other families, because other families that, that, that are on the welfare system that are not black, they're encouraged to live with the family. They make sure that they yes. support the full family. Only black family yes. is the one that they do not allow the father to be in the lives of those children. But if all yes. the other groups, though, all the other groups, they allow them, they'll get them they a house. Get, they get help with the family. They'll give them That's all true. the benefits they need to keep that family together, except for the black family. That's right. Except for the black family. And that's not our imagination. So, 
No, that it ain't no imagination. That's and, fact. And that did happen very deliberately in destroying our families. But now that we know this, we have the power to choose when we're going to be sexually intimate based on the fact that if a child is conceived and we were not intending to be a life partner with that person, then we should not be sexually intimate with that person. And we have the power to make that choice because we made this mess by making wrong choices and we hurt people in the process. So now that we know better, we can do better. We got to take this last break, but we'll be right back. And I'll take the next caller on the line, uh, 773-827, coming to you next. And Kareem, let me know if you've got a call on your line. We'll definitely go to the yes, AM360 line. I have All a call right. Yes, I have a call on the line. Nope. We'll, we'll take that caller, and we'll take a break and be right back. And if you are listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak, and we will come right to you and get your thoughts. And we'll be right back after this quick break. So Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. If you could live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant, our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Susan Essentials on the Female Solution Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourself feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, and if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody. Friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is greatness. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. 
All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need to buy. We're your media connection. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. Solution Global Radio TV Show. I'm Naima Latif, along with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and our American Muslim Free Safety family joining us every Wednesday. And we have a fantastic guest today with a documentary presentation you need to see before your time, produced by Valerie Goodlow. It's a documentary series that has a message we need to hear so that we can make a change. We need to make a change because our children are dying before their time. And it's caused by things we're doing in our time. So we need to look at what we're doing in our homes as the parents who are creating these children who go out and are full of rage, anger, and a spirit of murder. Did we do? What did we plant inside of them, and what do we need to uproot and replant? It's not a pretty story, but it's the truth. So come on out tonight. We need um, to see you, if you are in and around the Chicagoland area, at the Healthy Hub, 839 West 79th Street. Uh, We'll be there from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m., and, of course, get a chance to come, enjoy some food, conversation and reflection on this documentary film. Uh, This is episode four, The Children's Heads Are on a Swivel. It's part of this eight-part documentary series, Before Your Time. And we need to talk about why our children can't relax and be children. Why are they always afraid of attack? Where did that come from, and how do we stop it? So we're back with our co-host, Kareem Hamid, and I'm going to take this caller, and then we'll go to the caller on your switchboard, 773-827. Your mic is open. Give us your name, uh, where you're from, and your question or comment for our guest. Go right ahead. Hi. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Yeah. Okay. Hey, my name is uh, – um, great morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Jessica Ingram. Um, but a lot of people, they know me by Just So Real. That's my artist name. So I just want to thank Naima for sending. I just woke up actually not that long ago, and Naima, she sent this to me. And, um, you know, um, this is a great topic. Um, just a little bit uh, connecting to this, like I'm called to the youth. I'm a millennial, uh, 33 years old. I'll be 34 next Saturday. And, um, you know, this is a great topic. Um, I am very grateful for the accountability that is being, you know, uh, held among the older generation, I was kind of listening to a little bit, um, you know, because I just jumped on, 
And I just simply wanted to say we got to get to the roots, right? We um, we talk about, you know, making sure that the kids are raised in a two, two-parent home and all these different things. That is true, right? But then there are a lot of kids, as myself, I grew up in foster care, right? I got to go with my parents. Um, both of my parents, they were married, right? And I had a two-parent home. But we were in the projects and different things like that, right? But there was still a lot of abuse that was going on. There was still molestation, things that, you know, happened, right? And so the reality is we need to get to the root of the issue, right? The root of the issue is, number one, it's spiritual, but number two, it is the soul that needs to be healed, right? If a person, um, because I heard that you guys were talking about, like, molestation, right? And, oh, that's true. Uh, Better men to make sure that when they come out of prison or wherever they, whatever lifestyle they're coming out of, to make sure what, what's going on in this person's soul, right? Um, but the reality is, let's really get to the very deep root of all everyone's issue. Um, and like I said, mainly it's spiritual. But the reality is, even the molesters many times have been molested, right? Uh, one thing, I've come through a mm. lot of different trauma. And the reality is, um, trauma can trip and turn everybody to become different. Some people become molesters. Some people can become, some people become rapers. Some people become murderers. Some people can become severe liars. Right. Some people become, um, you know, um, a, a thieves, right? Because I knew, I knew a whole family when I was out in the street life that a whole family, all they did, the whole family steals even from the little kids. So these are things that's being passed down. So there are boosters. They actually live a lifestyle of being boosters. So they go around stealing from other people, and this is how they make thousands and thousands of dollars. So let's really get to the root of the issue. It's sin. The issue is sin. What, Like, how do we inflict trauma on each other? Because we have... The issue is a sinful nature, and we all need to be born again. We all need to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So until we get to the root of the issue, which is spiritual, which I believe that was, which is what brought me out of uh, the street lifestyle, which is what brought me out of a lifestyle of sin, because I, I've done uh, the only thing. See, I've never molested nobody, but I've dealt with all other type of evils. I've, I've sold before. I've thought about killing somebody. God had to send me in prison. I've done a lot of things under the sun. The only thing I've never, I've never touched a child. I've never did bestiality, things like that. But someone else have done it, right? Someone else has been uh, suffered in their mind with doing these other different types of things, right? So the issue is spiritual, and we all need to be born again. And until we all are born again, and we are filled up with the Holy Ghost, so that we can be transformed in our mind and be brought back to the original state, which is being brought back to our Father, the Lord, right? I believe well, let's, that let's, the only thing in heaven is that's me. That's what brought me out. But what I'm saying right. is the issue well, is, the, is the soul. Hold on, let me, let's, say let me talk, and then I'm, I can pass it back to y'all. Because I do, I, I want to make sure that we don't. We we also, as African Americans, learn how to be in harmony and and come to have insight and understand each other. Until we really have insight, deep spiritual insight, and you know, and um, and understanding, then we can help really help each other. You get what I'm saying? So you're right. The issue is generational. Yeah, you know, so it, it comes back from the very beginning before when the fall happened. So the issue is the soul. And, you know, there's, I know, I, listen, I volunteer with you, Christian organization, and you know what? I look at these kids, I'm like, these kids got the same issue as me, right? But guess what? Some of them are into family homes. Some of them got their daddy. And some of their daddies, game bangers. Some of the mamas got the same issues. Trauma bonding, the issue, and here's the thing, many people don't want to face uh-huh. the truth. Many people don't want to take accountability and start the healing of for, for the soul. You get what I'm saying? So that's, it's spiritual too. But here's the thing. Yeah. Many people 
don't want to be transformed. Many people don't want to take accountability and say, listen, I need to stop running around and I need to deal with what's going on with me mentally. Because guess what? A lot of those molesters were molesters too. When I look at you know people, what? Yeah. I'm walking outside and I'm deserting people's spirits. I'm like, hold on. You got mama issues. Hold on. I met one dude. He was being molested by his mother over and over again. Mm. And then some of them become molesters. Some of them become rapers. The issue is a simple nature. So we got to really get to the root of the issue. And people, here's the thing, because a, a lot of people in this world, they don't want to face. They don't want to face healing. A lot of people want to continue to go from relationship to relationship, having these babies, doing all these different things, and they don't want to take accountability. They don't want to sit down and literally be alone and deal with themselves. And a lot of people, here's the thing, a lot of people don't want nothing to do with God. A lot of people don't want to be transformed by the renewal of their mind. You got OGs out here in the streets that's teaching these kids about what happened to them. How was they raised? Because I come from a father, a biological father who was a gangbanger, a, a biological mother who went through a whole bunch of trauma. Yes, in the South did all this, but guess what? People don't want to face their trauma. And a lot of them, I heard another young, uh, man speaking on here, some of them ain't going to get drugs because of kid. You know, some of them is because of the the ones that don't want to let the kid, them see the kids, right? But some of them are going to drugs because they have trauma. And people, because I did it. I was popping XC pills. I was smoking weed. I was drinking. I didn't know I was that messed up. You get what I'm saying? Now, that's yeah. a whole other story about my yeah. story. But I just want to say it's getting to the root of the issue. And de- people needed to deal with healing and becoming whole from trauma and getting fruits in their soul. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, meekness, and self Control and we cannot do that away from God. So that's pretty much all I want to say. I want to hand back over to the person that was trying to that was trying to speak. Thank you for having me, and I'm going to close my mic and listen um, to the response. God bless you. You know what? Let, let me God say this. Uh, I, I really want to say this, and she is so right on on so many different levels. Um, and 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 that's why I mean, it, one of the things that I that that I know in regards to our youth today, don't really have any belief system. If you don't believe in a higher power, then you don't believe in a lower power. And if you have nothing that guides your consciousness into really making good choices based on, uh, uh, I mean, feeling right about doing something or doing the right things, then you're going to just continue to do what you do. And if you talk to most of the youth today, if you ask them do they have any relationship with God, most of them, that I've talked to today don't even believe in God. They don't believe in a higher power. Uh, and, and it may be justified just because of the life that they have lived and gone through. So I agree that if, 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 if we are going to really heal uh, uh, as, as, as a, a, a race of people, that we do have to have, we do have to have God. I call him Allah. You may call him God. Some may call him Yahweh. Some may call him a tree or a bush something that is higher than them. We have to have something that we are held accountable to. And in today's world, our youth are not given any sort of spirituality. We're not, we're not giving them any sort of thing that has anything to do with values and principles. So if you're not given those things, and those things are not a part of your making and part of the thing that you do. So, sister, the one, you, you know, I just really think that you hit on everything in so many different levels. Uh, that you know, my my button in was just wanting to just like accolade you for for all that you said because you being a young person and recognizing that 
is 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 significant because that is the group now that needs to hear that and know that spiritual that spirituality has to be a part of their makeup is you're you're the ones now that are going to be taking over uh the world or taking over uh the things that are going to be going on in the future and so if if you have a movement begin it with that and i just think that uh which all that you had to say was uh really really good Yes. Well, you know, Valerie, I'm hoping that you and this sister uh, stuck because that was Jessica Ingram, and we got to look out for her upcoming book, I'm Not Crazy, I'm Called. And it's definitely a voice for the millennials and beyond because we got to start speaking the truth and connecting people to that higher power. That is where the healing comes, but it can only come when we begin to reveal and take responsibility for what we have all done. So thank you so much, Jesse, for calling in. We appreciate you so much. And looking forward to that powerful book coming oh, out. Hook you up with, uh, with Sister Valerie so you all can uh, get this oh, revolution. Uh, yes, sir. Naima? Yes, sir. Yeah, I believe uh, you got a call on your know, phone. Uh, I applaud the young sister that said we have to go to the the root cause. Um, well, in that root cause, to be taught that you are naturally sinful, that your soul is sinful, natural, natural means it's your nature. But that is a lie. That is a lie. The, the a soul is not naturally sinful. The, the soul is pure. It is good. It is when we come in contact with a sinful environment that the soul can be contaminated. But by nature, by nature, all that God created is good. We have to wash our mind of that thought, well, my nature is sinful. That's authored by the devil himself. No, the, the soul is pure. It is honest. It is good. To be your natural self is to be good, to be pure, to be honest, to be considerate of another person. That is the natural state of the soul. We have to correct what we have been given by way of instruction. Don't trust your life to this world. I'll stop right there, my sister. I have to say well, that. you know that we have that two is our uh, yes, our our great challenge is to connect each soul to its source, which is the love of the creator. That's our challenge, to connect so that we can purify the soul that has been dirtied by this society. Let's take those callers. Uh, in the few minutes we've okay. got left, go right ahead. Okay. So, air code 706-627. Please take your name and where you're calling from, please. Yes, I'm against Brother Muhammad from the Uma Prophet Muhammad, by the way, of Columbus, Georgia. And uh, for the short time we have here, what the sister is saying, and I'm not talking about her specifically, but in, in, in the spectrum that we're talking on, the black, the Negro, the African American, and all the other different names we call ourselves, they are fully aware of the experience of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the experience of the uh, Imam W. Muhammad, on the world and on themselves. And out of respect, 
They're telling us. They want to hear what Allah says. But we are under the impression that we have to do it without being clear that, that, that Allah, the one God, the creator of all worlds, that she's done been in, and she know that the word of God and the inspiration of God has guided her to this program, the number one Islamic voice in America. But again, out of respect and all the other things she mentioned, she's trying to say, I see y'all had the truth, and I see what it has done for history and it has done for everybody else. But now y'all are cutting it off and telling us about what we already know. We already know about the church. We already know about drugs. We already know about But what I'm seeing is that the word of God is coming from the God. She has no doubt about it. That's why she's saying the root. The root of the problem is not all these different uh, cups of two words that we use. Is that we have gotten away from the nature of Khalifa. We have gotten away from the favor that Allah has told the whole world is Al-Islam. Take Al-Islam out of the world. Say this 1,445 years are not here now. Where would the world be if it wasn't for Allah putting his favor of Al-Islam on this planet and making it available to everybody, not just African Americans, but Chinese Muslims, Japanese Muslims, they're all going through the same experience that we have, but we are letting shaitan even create division in our unity under the, under the one God, under the Quran. Under the life of Zafar Muhammad, and we are putting in the face of people who are running, running to where we are in the refuge of Al Islam. Now, when we get back to doing what Imam Muhammad left, our leader that, that, that Allah left the world, not just us black people using that terminology, or African Americans, or whatever, or Chinese people, he left it to the world. He was out there in the public, in the convention centers, with topics then, come and ask and find out what Al Islam says about this. Come and see what Al Islam say about that. And he left himself open for questions from from the highest scholars of the land to the highest religious leaders of the land to the Pope of the of the largest influence on this earth at this time still, Christianity. Have, he left himself open to consultation with them. Well thank but you so much, brother. I just got one more caller. I don't know if it's gonna be a good activity. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to be able yes, to get to the I'm, second I'm, caller? I'm, yes, ma'am. Erica, 312882. And I want to say this, that Christians, Jews, and Muslims, we are one body. We are one body. We all have the similar goal. Okay? Erica, 312882. Welcome to the Female Solution. And good morning to Salami Smith on Facebook. We appreciate you. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, you got about 30 seconds, yeah, brother, and then we got to go. Okay, uh, uh, this is Minister Plump in Chicago. We have to stop branding our uh, children by calling them out of their names, uh, kids, and uh, we have to uh, go to the solution, which is Black Love Matters 2. And also, uh, we have to uh, hold ourselves accountable for the conditions of our communities uh, that we support uh, so we can support our ex- and exercise our change. Uh, that's right. the spiritual uh, connection, which is 23 healing, Minister Plum. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks so much, brother. We appreciate that. Uh, 
word of encouragement and reminder. And I want to thank our guest today uh, and definitely remind all of us to uh, come tonight if we are in and around the Chicagoland area and see part four, episode four of Before Your Time, An Unprepared Journey at the GAGGC Healthy Hub at 839. It's 839 West 79th Street here in Chicago, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Come on out, enjoy some food, enjoy some conversation, and watch this documentary presentation Episode four: The children's heads are all the children's heads are always on a swivel, and we got to talk about why are our children not safe to be children, not safe to walk the streets and sit on their porches. What can we do to transform the world that we have created to make it as it should be? Yes, the. the the solution is spiritual. Valerie, oh, good Lord, and may your presentation be successful. We are with you. Thank you. Absolutely. We thank you so much. And Viata says on Facebook, presidential candidate Vivek Raswamy is 37 years old, a millennial, and he talks about the void in his generation that needs to be filled with values that our country has discouraged over the many years, such as faith in the creator and family values. Okay. We got a millennial presidential candidate that's speaking the language that we need to hear. So thank you all for joining us. Join us tomorrow. We'll be back here again with Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green right here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV show and Soulful Solutions on Facebook and YouTube. Join her and, of course, uh, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and we'll see you all again. Thank you all so much to my great co-host, uh, Brother Kareem Hamid and our American Muslim 360 family, thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday, and we will see you again next time. And until that time, continue to shine your light. And tonight, Valerie, we'll see you at the presentation of Before Your Time. See you then. come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, 
Anke, Poland, John Cujon, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing.